0: And welcome to Square Mile of Murder. Um, I'm Taylor, and today we're going to talk about a very big case that, uh, unfortunately, nobody really seems to be talking about or, or, like, taking seriously. Um, And it's, it's one of the most complex sort of breaking and entering and other things cases that we've ever
1: seen. I'm Kat. Hey. And the worst part about this is that police knew exactly when this criminal mastermind was going to strike, and they never took action. Yeah. For countless years, this one man wreaked havoc across countries and continents. He has a very, very particular MO, so let's get into it. Yeah. Um... So, because he's committed
0: so many crimes, um, we're going to focus on just one for the moment that really sort of exemplifies his pattern. Um, it all began in January 1920, just after New Year. Uh, the Stewart family was enjoying sort of the new, the new year, new, new prospects, 1920, a lot of fun things going on then um roaring 20s roaring 20s it was a good good time first world war was just over you know spanish flu pandemic had ended yeah gosh what (laughs) what must that be like (laughs) um so they were all happy new year new you all that jazz literally jazz because 1920 uh but they had this sort of strange feeling that something just wasn't quite right. Uh, the family consisted of parents Elizabeth and Alexander and children James, Mary, and Virginia. Uh, they lived in Pennsylvania and lived a quiet life as had many other uh, generations of Stuarts before them. Alexander ran a local hardware store and Elizabeth was a pianist. Um, but that January, the Stewart family kept getting the feeling that they were being watched. Uh, young James was 12 years old and told his parents of multiple instances of feeling someone's eyes on him while he was sleeping, which is nope, creepy. Nope
1: nope, nope, nope,
0: yeah. And now his sisters, Mary and Virginia, also reported similar experiences. Even Alexander thought he saw a man lingering and loitering outside the hardware store several times, watching in the windows. Uh, And one morning, Elizabeth even found two large boot prints and some strange animal tracks in mud outside the children's bedroom windows. This feeling of being watched continued for months.
1: With the Stewart family continually on edge throughout nineteen twenty. They were looking forward to the end of the year and the holiday season, as we all do. Yes. But as they were preparing for Christmas, the feeling of being watched really intensified. Elizabeth later described it as feeling like their every move was being scrutinised by some invisible judge. And that's when the notes began. The Stuart family received a note through their front door on December 1st. The note was handwritten in red pen, and it read, I've been watching you this year. Leave the following out on your dining table on December 24th, or else. Not sinister at all. Yeah. So, this list was one glass of milk, a plate of cookies, brackets homemade only, eight carrots, and it is signed KK very particular requests. Yes. There. Um, but it's only two Ks. It's only like KK. So it's not as sinister as like KKK. Yes. No. It is not clan related
0: as far as we can tell at this point, right? Um. Now, this note startled the family as, as it would. I mean, it would startle me. Um, and They thought these were, like, really strange demands. Um, They took the note to the local police, but without much more to go on, the police told the stewards that they just couldn't help them. Um, So after being so on edge all year, the family felt sort of unmoored. They didn't want to give in to the terrifying demands dropped through their door, but They also wanted to enjoy Christmas after such a stressful year. After much family debate, the Stuarts decided to leave out the milk cookies and carrots on Christmas Eve. They made sure to double-check all the locks and windows, hoping that this was all just some sort of twisted prank. Uh, They went to their beds that night with a feeling of dread, not sure uh, what would await them in the morning.
1: But young James wasn't willing to sit idly by while his family was terrorised. James snuck out of his bed and grabbed his trusty daisy lever-action BB gun. He positioned himself just around the corner of the dining room, rifle at the ready, for anyone who might approach, but out of sight of the dining room table. There he sat, through the night, Determined to protect his family, but well into the night, James started to drift off a little bit. Then he heard a strange scraping sound on the roof. The sound startled him and he was sure the rest of the family would wake, but he heard nothing from his parents or his sisters. It's not a good sign. Uh... So after a few
0: more minutes of this scraping sound, James heard a horrible noise coming from the fireplace in the living room. Now, because his hiding spot was in view of the fireplace, the boy scrambled to find some more coverage, and he ended up behind the family's Christmas tree and did his best to conceal himself back there. So peeking through the evergreen branches, uh, James watched as two large black boots landed hard on the hearth. Uh, and as he watched, he saw two red velvet-covered legs blackened by soot. The boy was so scared that he didn't manage to get off any shots with his BB gun. He was frozen with fear. Uh, The man now stood in front of the fireplace, a terrifying figure dressed in a suit red as blood. Without warning, the man let out a hearty laugh that boomed throughout the room. "'Ho, ho, ho! Hello, James!' A white-gloved hand reached through the Christmas tree branches, and all of a sudden, James was surrounded by some sort of white powder that resembled pristine snow. And that was the last thing that young James saw before passing out.
1: James woke up on Christmas morning, back in his bed, his BB gun clutched in his arms. He was groggy, but he shot out of bed when he heard his younger sister Mary let out a loud screech from downstairs he raced down the stairwell followed closely by elizabeth alexander and virginia they found mary in the dining room pointing at the table there they saw that the glass of milk had been drained all that was left of the cookies were crumbs and the carrots were nowhere to be seen and sitting next to the plate was another note written in red pen it read thanks for the treats Be good. I'll see you again next year. KK. (sighs) A shiver of fear ran through the family, and when they turned towards the living room, they saw another frightening sight sooty boot prints all over the floor, and a pile of wrapped presents that hadn't been there the night before stacked beneath the Christmas tree. Alexander ushered the children back upstairs to their rooms and contacted the police at once. He explained that someone had clearly been in their home the night before and told them what young James had seen before waking up in bed. After looking around the house, the police took the mysterious presence with them as evidence and promised to look into the Stewart family's claims. As officers shuffled out of the house, presence in hand, one turned back towards a traumatised Stewart family. He said, We've been hearing reports like this all over town this morning. We're going to look into them, but it seems like some kind of sick joke to me. Try to have a Merry Christmas, folks. We'll let you know if we find anything. (sighs) Now, the story of the Stewart
0: family's Christmas nightmare is really just the tip of the iceberg. There have been nearly identical reports from around the world year after year. Sometimes the criminal in question leaves mysterious gifts in shoes or stockings that have been hung by the chimney with care. Sometimes he demands mince pies, pints of beer, hay instead of carrots, rice pudding. It all sort of depends on the location of the crime. Uh, There have been sightings of the man on rooftops. Uh, and squeezing his large frame into chimneys around the globe. Some even swear he has eight accomplices that look, strangely enough, like reindeer. Uh, Police and federal investigators around the world want this man for a long list of charges, including stalking, trespassing, breaking and entering, reckless endangerment, animal abuse, practicing witchcraft, uh, flying in restricted airspace, flying without a license, and evading arrest. And some organizations are even looking into allegations of manslaughter for the hit-and-run death of Grandma, who was tragically killed in a freak reindeer sled accident.
1: He's a man of many aliases, including the one the Stewart family encountered. KK for Chris Kringle. He also goes by Per Noel, Weihnachtsmann. Got that one right. Oh, there you go. Dead Moros. Oh, God. You <laughs> can tell Taylor wrote this script. <laughs> Julu Puki, Yulenissen, Svati Mikolaj, and of course, Santa Claus. Yeah. Just to name a few so enjoy your christmas or holiday season this year be wary be on the lookout and keep an eye out for this hardened criminal in a red suit you're still out there and could strike anywhere maybe even at your house merry
0: christmas merry christmas everyone thank you so much for hanging out with us throughout the year and um we hope you enjoyed this little bit of nonsense
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah and we will see you again in the new year we'll be back yes very soon we will see you then
0: yes bye, bye.